Okay, so we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 25th, 2008. And the next part of this study is entitled, Who is the authority granting this power or knowledge and ability? Meaning this end time, uh, lying signs and wonders and deception. These words had power when it, when it, when the when it said had power in the Bible, intrigued me greatly, especially since they were used in direct conjunction with lying signs and wonders, by which the Antichrist will deceive the vast majority of all peoples in the world. If the forces of Antichrist are going to have the power, ability, and knowledge to carry out these visual deceptions, by whose authority did they receive this power? From whom did this special power come? We get the answer from several verses in Revelation. Revelation 6.4 says, And there went out another horse... These are the four horses, four horsemen of the apocalypse. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat upon to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. We know from Revelation 6.1 that this, this particular power came from Jesus Christ as he opened the first seal. Okay, so Jesus many times will use seemingly... Uh, events and things like this in order to accomplish his will on earth. Okay? So then it says in Revelation 6, 7, and 8, And when he had opened the fourth seal, and I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat upon him was Death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto him, meaning unto the pale horse, and unto Death, and hell. And power was given unto them, over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with the sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Once again, we see the power, given the forces of Antichrist, is permitted by Jesus Christ. And there was given unto him, uh, this is Revelation 13:5. there was given unto him the Antichrist, a mouth, speaking great things, and blasphemies, and power was given unto him, to continue forty and two months. Revelation 13:5. Here we see that Satan gave the power to Antichrist, to him to speak blasphemous statements, uh, and to enable him to rule for the last 42 months in the tribulation period, but Satan was permitted by the power, by the power of Jesus. Obviously, what the point we're trying to make here is Jesus Christ is on the throne, okay, and Satan has to get permission in order for these things to actually happen. The Antichrist is pretty much going to have it his way for the last seven years of tribulation, or for the seven-year tribulation period. But it's not as though God's up there powerless and helpless to stop it if he wanted to, you know. So that's the, that's the point we're trying to make here. Revelation 13, 7. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Uh, Jesus Christ permits the power and the forces of Antichrist, the power to overcome the saints in the most unbelievable persecution in all of history. Now that's not a popular thing to be talking about, but the Bible does say that um, that, that does happen. Revelation 16.8, And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. So, again, that's another more confirmation there. In each of these five instances, the word power in the original Greek meant ability, competency, mastery, and or superhuman. The word in Strong's is exclusia, and the power is granted by superhuman outside natural, outside force. In other words, Jesus Christ is prophesied to allow Satan to give the forces of Antichrist special ability, competency, and mastery over and and the knowledge is how to carry out these specific acts of divine judgment. 
We have long maintained this is the only reason our scientists now have the ability and the knowledge to control weather and storms, which I talked about in times past. We have the ability to actually control weather, and they've admitted that all the way back to the early 70s. They've actually got um, um, a lot of documentation to prove that. We also have regularly stated in the course of this ministry that Satan could not carry out all of God's prophecies concerning the end of the age with the technology existing in the 1900s, he needed modern technology. In our opinion, God has allowed Satan to communicate to his members of the Satanic Secret Society's immense knowledge that has now led to the 20th century explosion of scientific know-how. Throughout history, many of the greatest minds have gravitated to the secret societies because they long to increase their knowledge and to possess knowledge not given to the common masses of society. Now, it also indicates that in the book of Enoch, that during the days of Noah, this was another big thing. One of the carrots, one of the main carrots that these fallen angels brought to humanity was all these, you know, the knowledge of how to, um, you know, uh, so many different things they were giving mankind knowledge about. Uh, on how to um, create swords and weapons and, and, and things of this nature. Uh, it goes on and on and on in there about that. So this is a very, very similar thing we're seeing today with the knowledge that we're acquiring. Consider the men who were members of secret societies that have had such great influence on our daily lives. Number one, Pythagoras, originator of much of our knowledge of geometry. He left his Greek home to move to Egypt to join the secret society devoted to the study of mathematics and geometry. Today, Pythagoras is thought of so highly by occultists of all stripes that we might rightly call this admiration worship. Pythagoras was an adept of, in the Egyptian and Babylonian satanic mysteries, from which he learned the three occult sciences of music, mathematics, and astronomy. Now, I'm not saying that all of that is purely satanic, okay, but he's saying that they're part of the occult sciences. This is from New Age author Elizabeth von Van Buren, in the Secrets of the Illuminati, page 33. Benjamin Franklin, another one, inventor extraordinaire, member of the Rosicrucian Secret Society, the Hellfire Club, Hobnob of Freemasons, high-level witch, essentially. Thomas Edison, inventor of the light bulb, member of the House of Theosophy. Theosophy? The one that Madame P. Blavatsky started? Yep. Sure enough. Same one that most likely Westcott and Horde, who get, we got our revised version Bibles of 1881 that spawned all the new, new versions that we have today other than the King James. Yep. Same house of theosophy. We could go on and on about that. Henry Ford, inventor of the mass production method of assembling vehicles. Member of the house of theosophy. Now, I live in, in uh, Fort Myers, Florida. And in Fort Myers, Florida, we have the Edison home, which was Thomas Edison's winter home. And there's all kind of pictures and, and statues in the downtown of this town where we have Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, and who's the other guy? Firestone, the guy that with the rubber, okay? We have them all, you know, like there's this one statue downtown um, where they, they're all sitting around like this fountain and they're talking to one another, contemplating whatever. And we've got these guys that were, you know, two of them we know of and Firestone, I'm sure we could prove that as well, members of the House of Theosophy, okay, which also heavily influenced Hitler. Madame, Madame Blavatsky, the founder, heavily influenced Hitler, and a lot of the genocide that happened under his regime was a direct result of their philosophies. What? Oh, Ford, Ford gave the House of Theosophy a lot of money? Oh, he gave Hitler a lot of money. Oh, I didn't know that. 
oh wow, okay, so Ford heavily supported Hitler. And you know, it really should come of no surprise that this is the case. Um, so, then we have the inventor of the Xerox copy machine, who was a member of the House of Theosophy. We have Marcel Vogel, one of the first inventors of the computer, has been giving speeches to New Age audiences for almost two decades, claiming he received the initial knowledge of how to use the characteristics of magnetism to build a computer from a guiding spirit during a meditation dream. Wow, did you know that? And again, a lot of this, this new technology that we have right now comes from the fallen angels and these types of things, from demonic uh, inspiration. Then Apple, the company that makes the... Um, you know, the Mac computer? Apple priced their first computer at $666 to demonstrate the occult basis of computer technology. And then Master DK, who's one of the ascended masters I've talked about in my... Uh, the one where I talked about Lord Maitreya and Mars, the planet Mars. Master DK, speaking through his channeler, Alice Bailey, who was the second generation, essentially, where that carried... Um, Madam H.P. Blavatsky's work of Theosophy, um, Alice Bailey channeled this Master DK, who was an Ascended Master, and claims that the atomic secrets were revealed to human scientists by the Masters of the Logos. That's in Ex Existentialism of the Hierarchy, from Lucius Publishing, 1957, page 190. So you see how this is all tied together? It's one big mess. One big satanic mess. Today, the explosion of information has reached critical mass, doubling every 10 months, with many of the new discoveries leading to antichrist activities, such as genetic engineering of the human body, we've talked about that in weeks past, creating new human beings, dealing in human body parts, deliberately grown, grown for transplanting, cloning, genetically modified crops, all of this stuff, what is it? It's defiling the seed, corrupting the seed. Okay? Satan figures if he can corrupt the seed enough, then humanity's defiled, and um, that way he's getting back at God, because we're made in God's image, and we remind him of him, and he wants to wipe as many of us off the planet and defile as many of us as he can. It's pretty much that simple. This information brings us back to the subject of the power being given to create the lying signs and wonders of the Antichrist. Most people have no difficulty understanding that these lying signs and wonders will undoubtedly be used to produce the staged appearance of Antichrist. This brings us back to the Messiah card from the Illuminati card game. Now, the Illuminati card game, if you want to know more about this, a guy named Stephen Dollins did a whole teaching on this in Prophecy Club uh, tour. And uh, the, he, did a, he did a good job. And if you want to know more about this, this was a card game, I believe, created back around 1992. And there's different cards, and it's this game you play. And each card is a different thing. One of them has a picture of the Twin Towers being, a uh, plane being launched into one of the Twin Towers, which confirmed 9-11. Another of them, in this particular card they're in reference to, is a, it's called the Messiah card. And this Messiah card is a picture, I've got a picture here, of these people. It's Messiah. It has all these people, and they're looking up into the sky, and this ray of light's coming down on them. And this is a obviously a telegraphing of what's to come. So this Messiah card from the Illuminati card game is one of the actions the Illuminati plans to bring to overflow, overthrow the old world order, 
so that they can establish the new world order and to stage their own Messiah, the Masonic Antichrist. This article tells us that the stated holographic technology has just made a huge leap in technology. However, this is in the public arena, not the technology of the governments and the private companies that they have, that they're not even revealing to us. I learned while in U.S. Army intelligence stationed at Pentagon-level facility and having a clearance of top-secret crypto, that when an agency admits that they have a particular technology, the reality is, is they've had it for at least 10 years. Technology is now exploding, and a new age plan to deceive the peoples of the world into accepting the Antichrist through the means of holographic imaging is now in place. Can the appearance of Antichrist be far behind? Most likely not. And then he goes on to say, and they, they and all their articles in this, are you spiritually ready? Is your family? Are you adequately protecting your loved ones? This is the reason for this ministry, is to enable you to first understand the peril facing you, and then to help you develop the strategies to warn and protect others and your loved ones. Once you have been thoroughly trained, you can use your knowledge as a means to open the door of discussion with an unsaved person. And again, I have to agree, that's you know pretty much the thrust of this ministry as well. And then he says, I have been able to use it many times, this is David Bay talking, and have seen many people come to Jesus Christ as a result. Ultimately, that should be the ultimate goal of these types of ministries, is to lead people to the Lord Jesus Christ. These perilous times are also a time when we can reach many souls for Jesus Christ and make an eternal difference. Now remember, 99% of the church right now are going to have no answer for the delusions and the deceptions coming, even though we are warned constantly in the Bible that this will be the case. So, you know, the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. So, we do have a responsibility as the Lord opens the door to share these types of things. And we're the body of Christ. Not everybody's cookie cutter. It has to do the exact same thing as the next person. But um, if you're faithful in little that God gives you, He will give you more. Sometimes people think, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing a whole lot for the Lord in this and that. Well, be faithful in the little that He gives you, and He'll keep giving you more. Trust me, <laughs> I'm like overwhelmed right now with this with this ministry because I'm doing everything myself essentially. And I mean, I'm not bragging, but I'm just saying that I'm. But I didn't start out this way. I, I started out essentially at ground zero, and the Lord has, for one reason or another, so chosen to bless this ministry. And we had well, last month we had about seventeen thousand five hundred downloads. A little. This ministry is only a little bit over a year old, and we started at about, you know, obviously zero downloads. So, it's really grown, and I praise the Lord for that, and I want to give Him the credit and the glory, I don't want to take it for myself, but it's just kind of an example and encouragement to others, if you're faithful and little, He'll give you more, and there's all kind of biblical parables that confirm that. The last article that we're going to talk about is from Thomas Horn from Raiders News, and he says, and it's entitled, If... If the ruins of an ancient civilization are discovered on Mars, will you use your religion? Now, I, I thought to bring, the, bring this in is because we could also superimpose if, if disclosure happens, and when the Antichrist makes his appearance, which we know is going to happen, if the Ascended Masters come, and if there's all kind of lying signs and wonders through holographic images, will you lose your religion? What is it going to take for you to give up on the Lord Jesus Christ? To abandon the word of God? What is it going to take? Because if there's something that can do that, most likely that's the very area you're going to be tempted in. So you better get it settled now. 
This is from um, Raiders News, and he says, NASA's recently released ultra-high-resolution pictures of the face on Mars reveals details as small as a few inches across. This is from on Mars. Including what some believe to be girders, windows, and walls from the ancient structures. Richard Hoagland and his Enterprise team believe that this is the smoking gun. He says the debate is over. I no longer need to prove that these are ruins. My critics need to prove that they are not. And I agree with them. There's some stuff going on. There's structures on Mars that cannot be explained away. A few years ago, the movie Mission to Mars sent NASA commander Luke Graham with a, four, with a crew of four astronauts to the Red Planet. While exploring strange geographical formations on the Martian landscape, the truth about the face of Mars and the origin of mankind was discovered. What do you think Holly was telegraphing to you here? Okay? But see, if they can convince us, oh, there's this ancient race on Mars, and actually, they're still there. In fact, they're even visiting us. And then you start doing all these mental... Well, but Jesus didn't come to save them, and, and why isn't this mentioned in the Bible? And they're saying something totally contradictory to the Bible. Again, you're going to have to make... Choose whom this day, who you're going to serve. Who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the Word of God, or are you going to believe these lying and deceitful devils that are going to come to deceive you? And they're already here, to a certain extent. Are you going to believe Hollywood and all the stuff they're trying to shove down your throat with the alien agenda? Because they're doing their best to brainwash everybody. At the time, director Brian De Palma admitted Mission to Mars is set in 2020, because that's the date the experts predict we should have a man landing on Mars. The film insinuated that, we, that when we do set foot on Mars, the discovery of past alien presences could be made near the sphinx-like face and the pyramidal shapes photographed by the Viking Mars probe. This is not something that's conjecture anymore. They're there. They're proven they're there. They've got... They've got you know, these close-up pictures of these things, and, um, you know, Satan's going to milk it for all, his for all it's worth, is essentially what's going to happen here. So, we have the, um, what's probably going to come out of this is the benevolent creator-astronaut theory, where extraterrestrials equal God. The staple doctrine among many UFOologists is that there, such a discovery would lead to the conclusion that the origin of of myth as well as of the creation of man was the direct result of ex intelligent extraterrestrial activity or benevolent creator astronauts. In the introduction to his best-selling book, Chariot of the Gods, Eric von Daniken, who, is, who might be argued is one of the fathers of modern UFOlogy, said, and none of these guys that are the, the big up in the UFO movement, none of them are Christians. Not, not, not the main guys. Now there is a sect... Uh, one of them, CE4 Research, and they've unequivocally proven that these people that get abducted, um, if they will cry out in, to, to the Lord Jesus Christ as a true believer, the abductions stop every single time. It's documented. And you see all these documentaries up there where these people, they get abducted, and they can't do anything about it. And they try to move, they try to go here, they try to go there, and it's so simple. If they would just get saved and put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and cry out to Him, the abductions stop. Every time. Why isn't that front page news? Well, it's not popular and it can't be that easy. They've got to wear some tinfoil hat and wear some crystal around their neck. They do. They wear tinfoil hats to try to keep the aliens away. I'm not lying. 
They really do. They, they, wear, they do all kind of crazy stuff. They try to use witchcraft to stop demonic activity or some kind of crazy te- techno- technological thing. And, they, and it never works. Ultimately, it never works. I've emailed these people. And I told them, it's so simple. Here's how you avoid it. Here's a whole website documenting testimony after testimony where people were in the process of being abducted or having one of these experiences, like sleep paralysis and things of this nature. But they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. No, they would rather... It was. It's as though... So, you're saying you would rather continue to be abducted and probed and experimented upon than give yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. Get saved. You rather would still be abducted than rather do that. Boy, I tell you what, help yourself. That's all I can say. I, I you know, I, I tried. But they don't want to hear it. Most of them do, do not want to hear it. Really, most of the time, these people are, are if, if not demonically possessed, heavily demonically oppressed. And the reason they got abducted in the first place is because they had huge, either generational witchcraft in their family, or some type of, some type of demonic, severe demonic baggage that opened the door for these abductions to take place. From my research, that's, what, that's why these people, this, this happens. So, um... In Chariots of the Gods, Eric Von Daniken said, I claim that our forefathers received visits from the universe in remote past. Even though I do not yet know who these extraterrestrial intelligences were, were, or which planet they came from, I nevertheless proclaim that these strangers annihilated part of mankind existing at the time, and produced a new, perhaps the first, Homo sapiens. Ancient astronaut, there are benevolent creators from times past. As illustrated in the Hollywood film Contact and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Eric Von Daniken's hypothesis took America by storm in the 1960s with the preposition that mankind was possibly the offspring of an ancient, even ongoing extraterrestrial experiment. UFOologists like Daniken assert that the Sphinx and the pyramids and the myth of the ancient cultures are potentially evidence of an encounter with these otherworldly beings. They claim ancient men would have considered space travelers as gods and would have recorded their arrival, their experiments and their departure in hieroglyphics, megaliths, and stone tablets as supernatural encounter between gods and men. This is where we get all all of the... Greek mythology of these gods and these types of things. Most likely it was from Noah's day that that goes back to. And possibly, because the Bible says that these, that these beings were here before and after. I mean, when David went into the promised land, what did, he, what did he encounter? He encountered giants. Okay, so they were there again too. So, you know, this is documented through history. Mr. Danikin continues... While the spaceship disappears again into the midst of the universe, our friends will talk about the miracle. The gods were here. They will make a record of what happened. Uncanny, weird, miraculous, their texts will relate, and drawings will show that gods of the golden cloths, gods of the golden cloths, were there in, flying, were there in a flying boat that landed with a tremendous din. Now that's a word, din. I just love that word. Is that like din-din? Or is that just... Okay, sorry. Anyway, they will write about chariots which gods drove over land and sea and of terrifying weapons that were like lightning. And they will recount that the gods promised to return. Oh yeah, they're coming back. Uh-huh. 
and they will hammer and chisel in rock pictures of what they had seen. Von Daniken also claims that the odd appearances of some gods as depicted in various hieroglyphs which are human-like creatures with falcon heads, lions with the head of bulls, could be viewed as, as evidence of aliens conducting experiments of cloning and cross-mutating ancient people and animals. Well, what do we see now pasted all over? We just did a, a study on this, on cloning and DNA, where they're combining humans with cows. Oh, we got to get the stem cells. That's the excuse. Or humans with pigs. All of, and this is what they're admitting to. Can you imagine what they're doing in, see, in deep underground bases behind closed doors? Or what they've been doing? We couldn't handle it. If we, if we were to, if God were to open the door and, 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 take, and God were to give us a tour, a view of what's going on in this world and under this world, and what Satan's doing, you would, you would probably, you would probably, I don't know what would happen. But the horror of it is unlike anything you could imagine. This is why there's so many distractions in this present day world. With Hollywood, with sports, with, with all the various and sundry things you can get involved with. So people don't do this type of research and look at these types of issues and ignore the Bible. Danikin's hypothesis is, is accepted by some as an alternative to the traditional account of creation. Well, sure it is. It's uncertain how many people believe... Well, and you know, another thing about these, these devil aliens, they don't really require... They don't ever require holy living. <laughs> Do they ever come and say, well, you must live holy and by the Bible... You must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, these types of things. No, they don't ever say that. There's no holy living required. In fact, they're basically telling us that if we play our cards right, we'll be as gods like them. And we can do whatever we want. We'll, you, we will transcend good and evil. Because there's no good and evil to them. Well, that's a nice carrot, too. we got the technology carrot, and we got that carrot. Well, you don't have to answer to a holy God, and there's no heaven or hell. Yeah, where do I sign up? So, it's uncertain how many people believe in Danikin and Stitchin's theory, but approximately 70% of Americans believe in the possibility of, of extraterrestrial life. Some, like 39 members of the Heaven's Gate cult that committed suicide in Rancho Santa Fe, California, believe that they were summoned by a UFO trailing the Hale-Bob Comet. Take it a step further, they merge UFOlogy and religious cosmology to produce hybrids of the conventional religion and or esoteric mysticism. Of course, the remaining 30% reject the entire notion as ridiculous. Malevolent non-creator astronauts, ET equals Satan. One of the more troubling aspects of the benevolent creator astronaut view is the related abduction scenario associated with certain types of aliens. The taking of a person against their will, often followed by intrusive probes, genetic tinkering, embryo farming, and other experimental processes, which has been reported thousands and thousands of times by these abductees. The abduction by shadowy forces for reasons unknown is viewed by most experiencers and researchers as impersonal, impersonal malevolent, and demonic. And remember, this does not happen to true born-again Christians that cry out in the name of Jesus. Isn't that funny? And that's the only remedy that I've ever seen work against it. Ever. 
Yet, if a portion of the flying saucer activity is biblical, is in the biblical sense demonic, what nefarious purpose would be served by the stealthy nature of the UFO phenomenon? According to some, the answer is diabolical. I think you know where I stand on it. They go on to say, UFOism, they say, is aimed at preparing the earth for an extraterrestrial return of the creator gods. That's how they're going to come. To put it bluntly, some people believe we are being prepared for the collapse of man's dominant religions. That's pretty true. Even the ones like Buddhism and Hinduism and these other ones are going to have to come in line. Now, granted, I'm not saying they're not going to retain any of their whatever, because they're demonic to a to the core anyway. But, they're going to have to come on board and all get on the same page. So yes, the collapse of man's dominant religions are coming. The collapse of true Bible-believing Christianity is not going to happen though. This will happen in two ways. This collapse. First, alien religion, as reported in hundreds of abduction cases, is one of evolutionary humans on the verge of extraordinary telepathic and technological emergence. The carrots. The alien religion, as reported in hundreds of abduction cases, is one of evolutionary humans, see we evolved, we're the little science project that evolved, on the verge of extraordinary telepathic, via like the indigo children, and these types of things, and technological emergence. Well, telepathic implies you shall be as gods, and technological is the other carrot. We're going to give you technology, and you're going to be as gods. Where do we sign up? in which transhumanism will pave the way for harmonic and spiritual convergence to the community of space brothers. I just, don't you love that term, space brothers? Man, makes me feel tingly all over. Sorry, just teasing. Second, from a technological standpoint, UFO sightings challenge the claim of human superiority and dispute our unique role in the universe. I mean, think about it. If you buy into this, I mean, you know, we're just like little... Now, granted, we're peons before the Lord. No doubt about it, okay? In regard to His power, He created the universe, these types of things. But, you know, if you buy into this, you know, it's going to change your mindset quite a bit. We are made to feel shallow, undeveloped, unenlightened if we consider rejecting the new universal religion. That's how you're going to be made to feel. It's going to be a massive pandemic guilt trip. The extraterrestrials bearing this message often point out that they will be reappearing at any moment to assist us in this next big evolutionary, spiritual, and technologically step forward. Also known as the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And every age, they say, has to have another Maitreya. Bring it in. And this is Lord Maitreya, most likely. Supported by the historical religious texts, claims of extraterrestrials visiting the earth in ancient times and interacting with men is referred to throughout ancient history, including ancient sacred texts. As illustrated in the two views above, UFOologists differ in the definition of who these creatures were and what they were doing. For instance, both Danikin and Stitchin refer to the figures in the Bible in Genesis 6, 1-4. through Now remember, Danikin and Stitchin are... Be- Anything but Christians. They're like considered gods in the UFO community. And they're just very, very deluded and deceived individuals that are working to bring about this whole UFO and alien agenda in a positive way. 
Not a negative way. Genesis 6, 1-4, And it came to pass, when the men began to multiply on the face of the earth, now I've done several teachings on this, so I'm just going to touch on this. And it came to pass, when the men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God, these were, at the time, unfallen angels, the watchers, good angels, they saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wise of all that would they chose. When they took them wise of all that they had chose, they, re- they were fallen at that point. Okay, they went from... Basically, the sons of God, the good angels, and then they fell. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. Now, this is already after sin had entered into the world. So I believe these angels obviously had to be separate angels from the angels that fell with Satan. The one-third that fell with him. Okay, Satan was already the serpent in the Garden of Eden, in other words, when he tempted Eve, right? Well, didn't it say a third of the angels fell with him? Yeah. Well, these were separate angels, most likely, that fell at a separate time. I don't see any other explanation. The sons of God saw... It didn't say the devils saw the daughters of men. It said the sons of God. Sons of God is always in the Old Testament a reference to angels, good angels. Okay, it says it in Job in several places. So, they saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wise all that they had chosen. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for it... For... For that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be in 120 years. This grieved God. And there were giants in the earth in those days. What was this? This was the progeny. This was the offspring of the fallen angels and the women procreating. The giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bare children unto them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. This is where we get a lot of the legends. Okay, so I'm just gonna—I just wanted to touch on that. But um, we were told that these sons of God, by Danikin and Stitchin and these guys, that these sons of God were extraterrestrial creatures known elsewhere as Watchers, which is true. These visited the earth during antiquity and used the daughters of Adam as instruments through which they extended themselves into the physical world. They represented themselves as gods and their offspring, the Nephilim or the fallen ones, made war with mankind. In the book of Enoch it talks about that they actually started cannibalizing them. Not only were they cannibalizing them, but they were also genetically experimenting on them so that they could defile the seed. And if they knew if they could defile the seed enough, then we couldn't fulfill the prophecy where Satan's head was going to be bruised back in Genesis 3. That's why all this was happening. Satan was trying to foil God's plan. It's never going to happen. It's just not going to happen. But he still tries. Yet some think that these beings could be planning something now of an alien invasion or or the discovery design to deceive the human race. We are entering into the end times, the theory goes, where lying signs and wonders from heaven will be seen. 2 Thessalonians 2, 8-12 is often added to that theory. And, And just quoting from that, And then that wicked one will be revealed, and then we scoot ahead there a little bit, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Notice that's how he's emphasized. It just doesn't say the wicked one was revealed and doesn't give any description. What is the description that he's giving them? Well, that he's going to have power, and then he's going he's to use that power primarily through signs and lying wonders. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they might all be damned who would believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. If you're not educated on any of this strong delusion that's coming, 
Don't you think you're more at risk of believing the lie? If you have no education of this. Well, I never heard my preacher talk about this, ever. He just says it's going to get gooder and gooder and gooder. Everything's going to be great. We're going to usher in the kingdom. We just, I just keep tithing. I just get raptured out of here. Nothing bad ever happens to me. Now, I'm not going to get into a big rapture debate, pre-trip or post or whatever. But, you know, the delusion is coming. And we need to be prepared either way. So, if we go further, it says, The message is beware if the world authorities begin disclosure by pointing to the ancient mysteries, and you know they're going to, the ancient mysteries, the megaliths, the pyramids, the face on Mars, the UFOs, the ascended master, ascended masters, the lion signs and wonders, or anything else as proof of an ancient visitation of the planet Earth by creator extraterrestrials, deception, we are told, will follow. See, they're going to use all this stuff together. And then, what they've also been doing on the flip side is doing everything they can through channels like the History Channel, through books like Holy Blood, Holy Grail, through movies like The Da Vinci Code, through that other one they just came out with called Bloodline, to discredit, totally discredit the Lord Jesus Christ. See, if they can do both at the same time, man, they feel like they've got it made. That's what they're gonna that's what they are doing, and it's only gonna get worse. But remember, the Bible said it was gonna be this way. We will be instructed to believe that ancient astronauts, not God, created the human race, and a great falling away of the earth's major religions will move into full swing. This is simple. This is not hard what we talk about week to week. It may be earth shattering for a lot of people. Or they may think we're way off in left field, but the Bible clearly predicts that some type of scenario related to this is going to go down. Now, as we get further and further into the end times, it becomes clearer and clearer what that scenario is going to be. Or what the essence of it is going to be, at bare minimum. Others argue that to depict the extraterrestrials as either godly or satanic is to tr trivialize the debate. That, in a sense, the E.T. is neither bad or good, there is, is neither, is neither and both, okay, so that they're either godly or satanic, the ETs are neither, neither of that, they're not good or bad, they're both, just as good and bad angels exist, or that good and bad people exist, ET comes in all personality types and races and temperaments, the greys, who are most usually associated with abduction, might be perceived as evil, or at minimum impersonal, oh, he, that, that alien kind of seemed aloof to me, he seemed aloof. He, I could have swore he snubbed me. I'm offended by him, that little gray guy. Give me a break. I mean, impersonal? These people are being prodded and probed and had the most unbelievably horrific things done to them? Oh. Well, but while the other aliens are the good guys, and those are typically the Nordics, you know, or the Ascended Masters. They're, they're our buddies. Don't buy any of that for a second. We hear the conservative UFOs we, um, because Satan will come as an angel of light. Okay, And it's no marvel if his ministers be transformed into ministers of righteousness. Ministers just doesn't mean some guy behind a pulpit. Satan's ministers can come as nice ascended masters or nice Nordics or whatever, however they want to try to manifest themselves. They can come in the form of a human. As Satan works through. 
if evidence of ancient civilizations or any of the other stuff that we just talked about today or the UFOs are discovered elsewhere in the galaxy, the question you have to ask yourself is, will you lose your religion? And I pray to God that that is not the case. Because as we've shown, and this from past teachings, this can easily be explained. In reality, is this does not upset me. To me, this makes the Bible come alive. This shouldn't upset us. I would... <laughs> You really need to view yourself in, in the light of being thankful to God that the Lord's revealed this to you. And I'm not saying because of me. I'm saying that the Lord showed this to you because there's very few that have a clue about this stuff. Very few Christians have a clue about what I'm telling you because they're not getting it from the churches. They're not. And they're either going to have to come on board and really get on board real quick with this stuff when this all goes down, or they're going to fall away. God's going to test us. He's going to shake everything that can be shaken. So, this is just something we need to, you know, prepare ourselves for, and um, realize that if you're part of the remnant that has this knowledge, and you have your faith on the solid rock of Christ Jesus, there's a much higher likelihood that God can use you in the day and time's coming, because you are prepared. Are you prepared to go into battle? I mean, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against princes, principalities, rulers of wickedness in high places. Have you put on the full armor of God? Are you prepared? Are you, have you been a good Berean? When the Lord comes, will you be found so doing and not being slothful? For whom much is given, much is required? If you're being called to be a watchman, are you warning others? These are type things you need to ask yourself, okay? And again, we're the body of Christ. No, we're not a cookie cutter, but just things to ask yourself. I believe that somebody that is prepared for this, God, those are going to be the very people that God is able to use in the end times. How can He use somebody who's totally not prepared to go into battle? How can He use that? So anyway, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. And we'll go from there. Heavenly Father, we thank You in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all that You've given us and done for us and all that You've Reveal to us, Lord God, in heaven. I pray, God, primarily through these teachings that your name be glorified, Lord. That the name of the Lord Jesus Christ be glorified. That many would be saved. That you would open blind eyes, Lord God. Give us ears to hear and hearts to receive. That the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. That you would cleanse us from secret, false, and presumptuous sins. That they would not have dominion over us. That you would forgive us for any and all sins that we've committed. And cover them in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If there's anyone listening to this, Lord God, that is not saved, I pray, Lord God, you would save their soul, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, I pray, Lord God, that you would touch the heart, Lord God, and they would accept you as Lord and Savior, Lord God, that they would give their life to Thee, that, Lord God, that we would be good Bereans and search these things out, and, Lord God, that you would use us mightily for your glory, and that through us many would be saved, that you would increase the body of Christ, Lord God, and that, Lord God, that you would deal with the wicked in the name of Jesus Christ that would try to hinder this. And, Lord God, inasmuch as it would apply, I pray, Lord God, Psalm 64, in regard to these matters, Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked. 
from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of lane and snares privily. They say who shall see them. They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. So they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him. And all the upright heart shall glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray these things. Amen.